Hello, welcome to episode one of Everything Left, the exciting new podcast where we take a look at the week's news and current events and discuss the stories that everyone needs to know about and really dig deep to try and find the underlying issues. I'm your host, Amy Walker, and joining me for episode one, I have Addie. Hello. And we've got Han. <laughs> hello. Oh, that was a bit like a wiki shuffle hello. Do you, want me, do you want me to do your bit again? No, it's, I don't give a shit. That's just a fucking hello, whatever. <laughs> okay, thank you for joining me, guys. How, how are you doing today? Nervous. Amused. So, first topic, should we do Michelle Rodriguez? Yes. I have too much to say on it for it not to be first. <laughs> well, um, for those people who might not know, the issue is the really um, unusually popular... Actually, I say unusually popular. She she has a lot more of a, a a beloved following than you'd think. Michelle Rodriguez. She's starring in a new film that, that was under the working title of Tomboy, and is now called Reassignment with the R E in brackets, uh, where she stars as a male assassin who gets captured by a rogue surgeon called the Doctor. Uh, played by Sigourney Weaver and is forced to undergo gender reassignment and then goes on a revenge spree. Um, so just based on that, what, what do you guys think of that as a synopsis for a film? Is it a good idea? I think James Bond just wins to the name. <laughs> um, well, from, from forced to undergo gender reassignment, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a fabulously good message that... that Oh, just yeah. Even even that part, the fact that you know that's seen as the worst thing that that a that a cis male could go through, mm. and I think and I do think that that's a very very common thing. With um, I mean you know not being I'm not a cis dude, but fuck it, I'm going to speak for them. There's none on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, I think that there's that there's this big like you know penis equals. And if you took their penis away, that that seems like a fate worse than death to them. Yeah. Maybe. So I think a lot of cis dudes would be like, oh yeah, you know, if someone did that to me, I would definitely go on revenge. Yeah, it's not very clear whether this character, I don't even know the name of the character, um, that's how much I care, um, is going <laughs> revenge for having their reassignment, or if they were already after these people. It's it's kind of unclear if if you know I think why this is happening but well considering that they're using the device of captured and reassigned against against their will you'd think that it would be revenge um against the people who have done that to them against their will mutilation is a great reason for revenge obviously the only thing that would make me agree with anyone considering revenge against someone who captured them and actually performed medical experiments on them was if they actually performed medical experiments on them. Mm-hmm. Reassigning someone's sex is, is not at all like experiment. It's, it's painful. It's, it's probably pretty traumatic for the person itself, but it's not a premise for a movie. It, it is someone just violating your body, but it's still not a good message to send to people. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's it's sending a message. I think it's all. I mean, you could also argue that it's sending the message that that nobody would want reassignment voluntarily. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. 
I know. I, I don't think you are. That there's a lot of issues around this film. The trans community in particular have not enjoyed every anything they've heard about this film. Um, <laughs> no shit. Even even before they changed it to an even worse title, even when it was called Tomboy and the the initial premise came out, I my reaction was what the fuck. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. I I don't I don't get where along the lines they thought this would be a good idea. Smoking something, eating a shroom. I don't even think it's that. I think that to a lot of people who, who go and see action movies, who, you know, stereotyping here, white males, white cis males between the ages of 20 and 40, then they will really get behind this premise and they will go, oh my God, I can't imagine a worse fate than being captured, being reassigned. And then, yeah, you know, this person has to get payback to the evil doctor that did that to him. And will continue to misgender them for the for the for the rest of their lives and go. Oh yeah, it was it was amazing. He really got payback for the person that stole his penis. I think that does. I think that that narrative actually scarily does will resonate with people. Not good people, but it will resonate <laughs> with people. To be honest, right now I'm imagining a heist and a thief trying to steal <laughs> someone's penis. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I actually have the perfect song. There is a song and a music video accompanying it from the 80s, and this song is called Detachable Penis. <laughs> I, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being the main theme for the film. I kind of want to hear that song now. <laughs> um, no, but, but the problem is, a lot of times we see uh, cis actors playing trans characters, and usually it's very problematic. Now, there are only a handful of times I actually think it's valid for the plot to actually do something like that. And I did find examples of it being valid to the plot. But usually the problem is that a lot of people in the industry do not treat people in the community, and even people in the community don't treat the trans community in, in the proper respect. Yeah. Because, because the default mode of a lot of people in the actual LGBT community is that the point is that we belong in the community, so we can't actually hurt someone's feelings. Even though the LGBT people have feelings and you're being a douche, you're going to hurt their feelings. Yeah, and and historically the LGB community has been horrendous to the trans community as well. And in a way it's worse because they've kind of chosen saying, oh, you know, we're part of the same community, therefore we can be horrible to you. And it's like, fuck you, no you can't. I'm an LGTB community friend, I'm bisexual, I do guys, I do girls. You can't really argue with me because I'm, I'm you. It's something that is tried out so many times and it's something that Rodriguez is doing with this. She's coming in and saying, well, I'm bi, so I'm one of you guys, you know, I'm not offending you, get over it. Um, yeah. The same thing was done, RuPaul was like, well, I'm a crossdresser, so of course, you know, I can say the word tranny. John Barrowman was like, I'm gay, so I can use the term tranny-tastic. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah. Those. It's, it's Matt, Matt Balmer that said, I'm gay, I can play a woman, a, a mm. transgender woman. And it's like, no, no, that's, that's not how that's this not how it works. works. The, that <laughs> logic is flawed. That logic sends the message, well, trans women are just gay men who want to dress up. And if that's all people are experiencing, if people's only experience with the trans community is film and TV and all they see is men playing trans women, that's what people are going to equate 
to it. And if it's gay men playing trans women, they're going to think, okay, so maybe trans women are, are just gay men. TV, film, it does inform a lot of people's opinions. So there's times where, ideally, you know, you should be casting trans women to play trans women, trans men to play trans men. If you can't, at least get someone of the gender this person identifies as and lives their life as to do it. Like, uh, I, ne I never saw the show, but is it Ugly Betty? They had uh, yeah. Mystique from X-Men. She played a trans woman. It's like, okay, Rebecca a, a trans... Yeah. That's it, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, if you're going to have that role, ideally give it to a trans woman. If not, give it to a woman because that's yeah, who this I person I, is. I, I read this really... Um, I think maybe you linked me to it, Amy, this article that basically said that every time a, a man plays a trans woman it's reinforcing the idea that trans is a performance. Yeah. Um, and I think um, that's, it's one of the reasons why I personally have a problem with things like drag race and a lot of cross-dressing things that have become so popular and so mainstream because to me that just confuses an issue that a lot of people are confused about anyway when they see these guys who are doing it as a performance, not as a gender identity. And I think that those two things become conflated and joined in people's minds that they don't really understand or maybe even care about the difference between transgender and transvestite. I think the point of making it so mainstream and so popular is to make people feel good about themselves, like, oh, look at me, I'm so progressive, I accept this, but it is a form of entertainment. Mm. And it doesn't actually bring you out of your comfort zone as much as actually encountering trans people in your life or actually seeing real trans people in real trans roles. Absolutely. And that's why I thought that um, Orange is the New Black, I don't know if either of you have seen, yeah. seen, seen it, and they, you know, obviously there's, a, there's a Laverne Cox in it, who she is just absolutely wonderful in the role, but they have actually started to bring in some transphobic storylines for her, and, and, and I thought that was, you know, I mean, Orange is the New Black is an incredibly brave show anyway, yeah. but to actually highlight in a very personal way the struggle of a trans woman, um, I thought that was, you know, that was brilliant, because again, that's quite a mainstream show, and it's going to actually resonate with, with people that don't know much about it in a very positive way rather than a negative way. There was also uh, the show on Netflix, yeah, Netflix are like, Way to go, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix are awesome. <laughs> There's also uh, Sense8, mm -hmm. with, yes. and Jamie Clayton plays there a character, Nomi, okay. and she's a trans woman playing a trans woman, and they actually like talk about it during the show several times. Yeah. She goes with her girlfriend to Pride events in San Francisco, and someone mm -hmm. says, you're a man who's trying to steal lesbians. And then her girlfriend defends her, and she, she said, that's the first time someone defends me for being wow. the woman I am. And that was just so beautiful. Mm. I, I think it helps with that show as well, the fact that it was written and directed by two trans women. It's, yeah. you know, I think they oh, yeah. made the effort to actually try and because portray that a bit more. Because even, even shows that do have a positive portrayal of trans women tend to skip over certain negative aspects, especially if it's showing a negative light on the rest of the LGB community. Mm. That every community has its bastards and its douchebags. Yeah. And no matter what we want to think about ourselves, just because we're part of a specific community doesn't make us... The same as... Yeah, it doesn't make whatever we say just automatically unhurtful. Mm, absolutely. Another, another good thing that Netflix have done, let's just woo Netflix for a moment. Um, they've just done a short series called The Get Down, which is all about 70s hip-hop culture in New York. And one of the characters is played by Jaden Smith. 
and they are awesome in it and it and it starts to kind of really examine um queer culture in the 70s in new york as well just as kind of like a side story which was just really really cool i just like the fact that it's, it's a story about a certain thing but they but they want to really expand the universe and expand the characters and and talk not just about hip-hop but talk about you know the different sorts of people that were drawn to that culture and what else they did and you know it was fantastic and um exec produced by baz Luhrmann as well who's very cool there was a movie i watched a while ago, a uh, boy meets girl, and it was just—it it was, uh, you know, it was the rom-com love story. It's—it's it's amazing because it actually shows that the the main character is a transgender woman, and it shows that the guy falls in love with her, and it doesn't try and redefine his sexuality because he's like, I'm hetero, I'm straight, I know that, and he. This is just people try to to talk about it and try to stand in their way. Like you're not really straight mm. if you fall in love with her. Yeah. There was a whole storyline in that with because she she sort of has a relationship with this other girl and it was her partner who was dead against trans people and you found out it's because he had a thing with her at one point and yeah. it was in his head it's like well no because. If I have to acknowledge that, that, does that not make me gay or bi because she's not a girl? Yeah, it was a, a really good film for looking at not just the trans character, but like the people around her and how they learnt to sort of how to define themselves, how to think about their sexuality. And initially I thought it was going to be one of those films that I, I could almost tell. It's like, OK, that guy is going to a douchebag, something nasty is going to happen. It's going to have a horrible ending. But in the end, it was like, no, actually, you know, he learnt to get over his shit and see that she's a real person and quite sweet and touching and it was really uh, yeah really well made film i don't know if anyone involved in the production other than the main actress was trans but i i wouldn't be surprised if they at least consulted with some actual trans people to tell a, a, a truer story than a lot of films would but yeah i think the fact getting back to michelle rodriguez yes that's <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we uh, we have to i know i know we don't want to talk about her because she's horrible but we have to <laughs> yeah yeah, it, it it irritated. I mean, it, I'm I'm cis. I'm an ally, and it so much about the way she just that little interview that I saw with her, where she was just like, well, she conflated transgender and and heterosexuality. Are they mad that somebody decided to take their their uh, branded uh, transgender uh, operation and use it on uh, heterosexual people? <laughs> Then she talked about, well, oh, you know, well, a trans person wouldn't be bankable. And it's like, well, that's just fucking, that's rude. For a transgender person to play that role, now you're talking about, is that person bankable? Are they going to sell the movie? Are they going to get the, the, the funding necessary? Banks want Instagram followers. Banks want uh, an actor that can, that can return money on investment. So try hiring a transgender actor today without having a, 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 an artist director who, you know, was able to find the funding for it. It's tough out there. Not only that, that's, that's going back to, sorry to interrupt, it's, it's going back to stuff like at some point in Hollywood they'd say, okay, um, we need a black character or an Asian character or a Native American, American character. Just put a white person in that role. Oh, yeah, Because, absolutely. you know, a person of that race wouldn't, wouldn't be bankable. No. You know, it's, it's it's going back to a really, really backwards way of doing things. It's like, But they still do that in Hollywood. I, yeah. I watched a film less than a month ago called Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which was made by Robert Carlock and Tina Fey, who I 
really both who I respect. And it was based on a true story about a journalist who went over to Afghanistan. And all the people playing the major roles in Afghanistan were white people. The whole bankable argument. I mean, to me, that just that just draws the line between people making art. And it's one of the reasons why I like Netflix is the fact that, and, and HBO as well, for, for the most part, is that they they want to make good stories with good characters. Yeah. Uh, that's that's their thing. Whereas Hollywood is still all about they want to make money. Yeah. And they will make money in the easiest way possible. But that's that's the point. Like I I studied film and I have friends who studied film and that's why I work with a lot of producers and our generation is inching in, closing in on all the Hollywood big leagues and you see more and more independent films who are actually trying to tell a really good story Absolutely, and yeah. give real characters and you just see them freaking out and we are in an age that really wants to tell our own stories in a way that's not driven by how much money we can make but how well we can tell a story so I think that's one of the great things about my generation just moving in on it because we want to tell the real stories. We're not here to make money, we're here to make genuine art. And it's a, it's a testament to the fact that, as well, that technology is such that filmmakers can go out with little to no budget and really easy equipment to use and actually tell their stories. And not I only think that, that, but we also have crowdfunding now mm-hmm, and yeah. these audiences who actually want a story can actually get that story. Mm-hmm. And we have web shows, so we can create something and upload it and still gain a bit of money out of it. But the the reach of the internet now allows it to spread to so many places. So we can just spread our word and spread our stories. You see so many shows right now on the internet and on YouTube just telling queer stories because we're sick of seeing lesbians killed on TV, we're sick of the fact that people erase bi people and the fact that trans people are played by cis, usually men for some reason. Yeah. So we make our own things. Yeah. We upload it, we share it. And there's a and there's a hope that as more people do that as well, that the stranglehold of Hollywood over the movie making machinery is going to actually they're either gonna realise that they're not making what people want anymore, you know, it'll be it'll become more much more of a kind of cooperative community based endeavour that smaller filmmakers do get a chance to actually have the exposure that Hollywood takes for granted. You know, twenty years ago if you were I mean I can't really think of think of many, but it was always like, well, if you're gay in real life, you have to play a gay character because no one will ever believe that you can play straight. I don't know, but I'm assuming a lot of trans actors and actresses starting off are knocked back because, well, you can't play cis, you can only play trans. Yeah. It must be kind of on both sides of the coin. They're not making trans stories because there aren't enough. You hear this, there's hardly any trans actors and actresses. But are you actually giving young, talented trans people a chance to actually break into acting? Or are you cutting them off at the first hurdle? Yeah, that's... I actually want to check, like, the net worth of Michelle Rodriguez versus Laverne Cox. She says it's not bankable because, obviously, we don't know of any trans actors whatsoever. Just anonymous people appearing on my screen. So why not just check the facts? There are ways now. It's like, who knows Michelle Rodriguez versus Jamie Clayton or, or Laverne Cox or whoever... 
and just see who actually recognizes her beyond being a douchebag. <laughs> In the same way, though, is it seems that the whole premise of the movie, it doesn't give two shits about getting fans or getting viewers from the trans or from the queer community. It's set out to appeal to a demographic who aren't going to give two shits for the realism of the portrayal. To be honest, I'm just imagining that we can screen a 90-minute series of explosions and no one would give a rat's ass. Absolutely, yeah. That's who they're appealing to. Yeah. It's a shame because, yeah, sometimes action movies are quite dumb and silly and they're for shits and giggles and eating popcorn, but the, you can still make a good action film that doesn't have to stoop to the level of the shit that this film is doing. You can... Yeah, I mean, but is there also an argument to be made that if you were asked to play that role, would you see that as a positive portrayal of a trans person or would you be like, fuck no? No, because that's the thing as well. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a trans role. This, this no. character isn't trans. And that's one of the things that Rodriguez went on about in an interview. It's like, oh, what makes someone trans? Is it in their mind? Is it the, the operation? Does that make someone trans? And it's like, well, no, because no. a lot of trans people don't go through that. Whether it's mm. for their own personal reasons, um, financially, they become comfortable in themselves, you know, whatever reason. You, know, mm. you don't have to have had a reassignment surgery to be trans. You don't have to be on hormones to be trans. You don't have to even change anything about yourself. If you feel you are trans and say you are trans, you are trans. Absolutely, and the fact that she's hiding under the umbrella of the LGBT community and when she blatantly knows fuck all about trans people from not even understanding what trans means. Oh, It's kind of blatant, but I keep thinking about the dog analogy in the trans community. You know, when you go to a dog in the park and you say, oh, she's so cute, and the owner says it's male. So you automatically say, I'm so sorry, yes. he's so cute. You apologize to a, to the dog for misgendering. Except the trans people. community get told, no, no, you're wrong. Yeah. It is the gender I said, even though mm -hmm. you know more than me. It's very much... That's exactly why it's such a stupid thing. It's like, I'm sorry, creature that does not understand almost anything I'm saying. Shall we um, move off Michelle Rodriguez for for now? I think we've spouted a bit of hate towards her rightly so but to move not too I far away constructive criticism yes as in construct a little box around her and never let her out it would be schrodinger's rodriguez <laughs> <laughs> is she alive is she dead does anyone care oh and there's the is episode she title is she dead is she a douche box <laughs> <laughs> moving slightly away but staying on the uh, lgbt area something that i i saw earlier today um i don't know if you guys have seen it the first member of the royal family has come out as lgbt if i was british is it I the queen say... is the queen a lesbian no she's a lizard hannah lizard oh shit. I always get those two <laughs> um no it's um i was gonna i was gonna make some really bad joke about tongues then but i didn't <laughs> <laughs> sorry there is a species of lesbian lizard so we don't know shit Oh. There is. That's fucking it's a it's a species that's entirely female, and they still reproduce in a heterosexual way. So it's an actual species that is entirely lesbian. Cool. So lesbian lizard. Lesbian lizard. So 
obviously if I was British I was thrilled I would have been thrilled but considering the fact that you guys left the country in the 1940s I don't care about your royal family. <laughs> no, hang on. I'm pretty ha, sure ha, ha, most of you don't care about it. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a staunch fucking Republican. Oh, definitely, I don't definitely. Give a shit about the, about the royal family again. But anything that you know, if some of these Brexiteers and Britain first and all those twats, it's one of those things, isn't it, that that a lot of people don't change their views until it affects them personally. So somebody with such a large public profile to such a right-wing community in the in the country might actually, fingers crossed, might have a positive impact. I doubt it, but it might. Just... Or there, it would create an amazing amount of backlash and many people will start flinging shit at the royal family, which probably would be very odd because it would be the other side of the political spectrum now. Mm. I don't think it's going to make a great deal of difference. The actual member of the royal family, he's Lord Ivor Mountbatten, who's a cousin to the Queen, so he's not someone in the in the main limelight. But um, any sort of way that the royal family is starting to address LGBT issues or anything like that is a good thing. It's one of the areas they've really shied away from in the past, and it's, it's following a good trend. Like, I don't know if you guys saw recently, Prince Harry went along and got himself tested for HIV and had it filmed and broadcast because he wants to try and combat the stigma around HIV and make it more acceptable and but whether you're a royalist or not if it's coming from that high up in top of the country I think it's sending a positive message and it's going to be a good thing yeah I mean I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that the Queen's going to make a statement supporting him because that would actually that's going to get a big play no, I, I think the, the new generate the, the, the latest gener even not the latest because now they have two newer members. So I think the generation before the last of the royal <laughs> family actually are a good impact and oh, yeah. try and use what they have in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I think in general, like, if you do speak to people, you know, kind of teenagers now, or at least a, a lot of teenagers, then sexuality and gender is already becoming less of an issue in the sense that it's like, it's not a big thing if they if they know gay or trans people at school. People are, are slowly becoming far more comfortable with trans and queer people and gender fluid and just saying people are people. I think it's because the last generation, well, the, the one that's actually just finishing high school, well, not even that, they're, they're still too young, but the generation before that started growing up when the internet grew up, when it started spreading. So to begin with, our generation and the generation after just grew up with an explosion of information. So that allowed it to create a more safe environment. Obviously not perfect, because the problems with homophobia and transphobia and all the other forms of hate are ridiculous right now. But the point is that more access to information allows for a more tolerable place, more tolerable community. So. It is a good thing that access to information. I don't know how old you are, Addy, but you know, I grew up, the internet didn't really come along till I was kind of 14, 15. So they say babies aren't born racist, homophobic, transphobic, it's learned behavior from their upbringing. And I think that people now don't just have access to their parents' views, they have access, they can find their own way and find the knowledge on that their own. Mm. And that's why the internet 
can be such a, a powerful force for good because you can actually tell people, do you know what? Perhaps what your parents are saying isn't right. Perhaps you need to check out these alternate points of view. And also it, it enables people to find communities of like-minded people and find communities if they're struggling with things. You have a community that you can actually reach out to and say, I'm going through this. I don't I don't understand what, what's happening. And you can have thousands of people turn around and go, me too, which is, again, a very positive thing. Makes people realise that we're all individual but there are so many common struggles to humanity it also allows to people in a very tight spot like people who can't come out to their parents mm -hmm. to uh, find a place to vent to learn that it does get better you leave your house you can be who you are and you don't have to be in that dark place mm -hmm. yeah definitely i you know if it, if it wasn't for the the internet i you know i don't know if i'd have figured out that i was trans or if i did it probably wouldn't have been when i did and and having that ability to go out there and find that information and people who are going for it, it i couldn't have done it without that and it is making a big difference to a lot of people and but then there is the the downside of that in in the fact that there the now controls that are on the internet in this country and uh, mm. and the fact that the, some internet providers can block all quote-unquote adult content from the actual router it's not like a net nanny system it is blocked before it even gets to the computers and that can unfortunately block avenues of support yes because uh, certain companies see stuff like forums and support groups and things for the lgbt community being adult yep. content which mm -hmm. <laughs> how how is that adult content? Because I've actually just given somebody instructions on how to add certain sites so that um, a young person has access to avenues of support and avenues of information. That's all I can really say, but I'm sure you, you get the gist of, yeah. of what I'm saying. But you have to go in and kind of do it manually. But it kind of defies the point of the net being a free place, especially considering the fact that we're talking about democratic countries. Mm -hmm. That is like the biggest irony ever, because the point of preventing people from accessing information they have every right to just because a person in a company decided it goes against their belief or religion or whatever is, mm -hmm. that's not your decision. That's not the company's decision. That is my decision because you provide a service to me, so I get to choose. Yeah, and if it can actually end up doing actual harm to people because of that decision, then then that definitely needs to be re-examined. Especially because the whole justification for this whole bullshit um, British net crackdown was to was to stop paedophilia, which is, you know, it's not like you can go on Google and search for kiddie porn, which, but that was the justification that our twat of a prime minister gave for bringing all these things in. And of course, like most people who don't actually know how the internet works, they were like, oh, well, that's, that's obviously a great thing. We don't want paedophiles looking at pictures of, of kiddie porn, but it's like, but that's not how it works. You blocking searches from Google does not stop paedophiles I was looking at kiddie porn. I'm sorry, it doesn't. All you're doing is stopping grown people the opportunity to look at pornography if they want to and young people getting access to support if they need it. That's basically all you've done. And it's going to do nothing to stop the issue they had to begin with. It, it makes no sense, but it being a Tory policy, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more about the money that was changing hands and oh, yeah. doing business because, let's be honest, they, they hate everyone and they're just after lining their own pockets. Well, that's because the point of considerably old people that don't understand technology and how it works, making the decisions about technology. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like bringing a philosopher to be the head of the finance department. Or letting people over 60 vote in the UK referendum, because those are the people that fucked us. Or as uh, Theresa May, our lovely unelected Prime Minister, 
did recently, putting someone who believes global warming to be a conspiracy theory in charge of the environment agency. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's like, that, that makes sense. Isn't, isn't our inclusivity minister also anti-gay marriage as well? Just to really, you know... Yeah, but to be fair, our last, uh, our last equalities minister also voted against gay marriage because it went against her religious beliefs, so there's yep. nothing new there. Isn't the guy in charge of foreign affairs... <laughs> oh, God. Yes, the, Boris the Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like someone created a British Donald Trump. <laughs> I can see where they're coming from. Oh, he's had lots of interactions with people from all over the world and all, you know. Yeah, but it's like, yes, but those interactions of him being a racist, bigoted idiot, that's not what you want representing our country like his, his not, first um press conference it was his first thing he did in that new role was it sorry john Kerry. yes oh, john yes john Kerry. It, it was his first first thing in his new position and the press didn't care about anything other than saying why are you fit for this role you've insulted people all over the world aren't you an idiot why why are you in this position and it turned into a shambles and that's to be expected when you put someone like that in that kind of role it's it's like Crazy. saying got a new kindergarten teacher please welcome mr kruger it's like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, his DPS was clear. He has never been convicted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, he was only against high schoolers. He never actually harmed children. That's true. Well, not in the and dream world, but watch, he touched them in the watch, real world. <laughs> and if you watch Rick and Morty, it gives you an entirely different perspective on, on Freddy Krueger. Fair enough. Nice. I feel like we've maybe badmouthed Freddy Krueger a bit. Yeah. Undeservedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get, we're Boris gonna get Johnson, on the other hand. No, no, he, he, yeah, he can take it. But Freddy, sorry, Freddy. No, because compared to Freddy Krueger, Boris Johnson has actually been proven to be shit at his job. <laughs> And Freddy Krueger was actually a really good janitor. I mean, obviously he turned into a homicidal maniac, but he was still a really good janitor. Yeah, so I hope you feel bad now, Amy. I feel we're going to have to release an official apology to Fred Krueger and, uh, and his family. And Wes Craven. Yes, okay, the list of official apologies is already longer <laughs> than I wanted for the first episode. But... Okay, at the <laughs> board, we're going to send Wes Craven an apology right now. Is he dead? Oh god, Hannah, this is a news and current events show. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when did he die? Yeah. yeah! Okay, that totally missed me. That clearly, totally clearly. <laughs> I wasn't really a big fan. Sorry, Wes. Didn't really impact, impact my big life. Man. This man Im Im impacted the movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy? Clearly did not impact Hannah's... No. It's kind of like not knowing who Hitchcock or Chaplin are. <laughs> no, to be fair, she knows who he is. What? She just didn't know yeah, his him. living I status. Sometimes, I do sometimes get him <laughs> Or his unliving status. <laughs> I do sometimes get confused with Wes Anderson as well. <laughs> no, no, Wes Anderson is the weirdo, not the genius. Uh, I like the weirdo. I don't know what to say anymore. I think you've kind of scrambled my head. That's what Freddy Krueger does. Um, I'm going to send you a link after this, Hannah. A very important one. A list of all the celebrities we've lost this year. Oh, I know about most of them. Are you sure? I, did, I didn't know about Gary Shandling until, until a few days ago. But I think I know the important ones anyway. Okay. Are, are you Name sure? Three. I'm gonna quiz. Okay, right. Um, well, Alan Rickman. David Bowie. Um, Terry Wogan. <laughs> um, fuck, who else? We've lost so many people this year. Oh. Yeah, this year was shit. Um, 
I tried. Prince, we lost Prince. Come on, stay with oh, the program. Oh shit! Yes, we lost Prince. That was really that was quite upsetting. Um, awesome. Ronnie Corbett. Oh, I don't give a shit about him. Uh, Paul Daniels. Meh. David Guest. Meh. Yeah. Victoria Wood. What? So, oh my god, you didn't know Victoria Wood was dead. I did not know Victoria Wood died. When did she die? Months ago. Hang on, hang on though, hang on though. In my defence, right? <laughs> okay, extreme defence. I have had a bit of a rough year, and I haven't been on the internet very much because I've been isolating myself and getting better. Okay. So. And this is where we drive you back away because you find out all these beloved people are dead. So if it happens between, like, January and June, I can be... I'm like, yeah, no, I was ill, fuck you. Okay, a recent one then for you. Gene Wilder, did you know about him? I did know about him. Okay. What about Muhammad about... Ali? Yes, I knew about that. Okay. I about that. Okay, so so you're okay with the recent ones? It's just the older yeah. ones. Yeah, and obviously I heard about Alan Rickman and David Bowie. About Terry Wogan. Did you hear about him? Yeah, I said, I said Terry Wogan. You did? Because I hate Terry Wogan. So that was a nice one for you. Bonus. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. don't wish anyone dead. <laughs> quite sad about Victoria Wood though. I might have to go and have a little cry. This is how this is how bad I am that one of my friends' brother-in-laws died last year and I didn't know. Wow. I'm just imagining you coming over to a person's house and then it's like, sorry buddy, I haven't talked to you in the last few months. Like, <laughs> dude, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even laugh, because like if I text somebody or I email somebody and they don't reply within a day, I pretty much assume they're dead. And and I also worry because like so many of my friends, I don't really know like their families. That it's like, well, if they did die, who would tell me? Who would let me know? Their Facebook statuses. Well, no, these not even loads of my friends aren't on Facebook either. What is wrong with your generation? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, well, thank you. I mean, I know I am, but thanks for that. I'm just sick of the fact that people constantly are like, what is wrong with your generation? It's like, you? So I want to flip it out on someone for once. Talking about deaths this year, and another story that I stumbled across today, which it starts off as a bad thing. Obviously, you know, I, I don't have to go into too much explanation when I say the Orlando shooting. You know, you, you guys are going to be aware of that, and people listening, it's, it's obviously a horrific tragedy. There's no, no other words for it other than monstrous, but a little sliver of, of good connected to that loss of life was um, a American pastor called Stephen Anderson, who's been very vocal about the incident, saying that it's a great thing, saying that there's now... Uh, 50 less paedophiles in the world wishing this is the guy that um, that prayed for an AIDS free Christmas didn't he yeah prayed to God to uh, kill Caitlyn Jenner by ripping her heart out all these all these lovely anti-LGBT things he's tried to pass through the UK on his way to Africa to help them get rid of the gays and the UK just turned around and went no you're, you're not coming into our country ever even even to pass through he's he's very distraught that he's now banned from the UK for saying these horrific things He's actually banned from South Africa as well. Yes, he had to find another yeah. way of getting to his destination because and he then couldn't he, and, go then, there. and then he did, like, you know, the entitled male thing. Um, oh, I'm going to South Africa. They don't want me. Oh, I didn't want to go there anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, there is part of me that's like, okay, well, that was quite an easy thing for the British authorities to do to say, we don't want people who openly preach hate on our soil. But then, how many, like, was it half a million people signed that we don't want Donald Trump on our soil? And they they did fuck all about it yes. because oh hang on what's the difference hang on a minute donald trump has that thing what's that thing money that's it money i just keep thinking about the fact that there are people who actually agree with these opinions that are based completely on hatred and stupidity okay so we're gonna bring this first episode to an end uh thank you all for tuning in and listening to episode one 
Schrodinger's Rodriguez and Lesbian Lizards. A phrase that I never thought I'd say, but I'm going to use quite frequently now. Uh, thank you guys for helping me come up with that one. Um, that's goodbye from me, Addy, Han. Bye. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye-bye. If I do a movie, I would never do a movie with the intention of offending anybody in the LGTB community because I'm a part of it. <laughs> so they can't say shit to me. Am I living in a box? Am I living in a car?